0: Hi, welcome to the Mainstream Mavs podcast. This is your host, Will. I am joined here by my co-host, Jaron. What is up, guys? Sorry for the lack of pods the last couple of days. We know Jaron did a solo pod the other day. I have been on vacation here for my cousin's wedding. So it's been a little rough on the pod scene in terms of trying to get content up. But best believe we are going to be full force the next few days. And just from here on out as we we get into the dog days of the NBA offseason, per se. So today, we are going to be talking about some just general NBA news that's happened the last couple of days, such as DeAndre Ayton um, signing a max offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers, um, and Donovan Mitchell potentially getting traded. Um, just want to cover some big league news since you know we have not been too consistent with our pods the uh, last few days, and we are also... Going to be looking at the Mavericks 0-4 start in Summer League. Um, They've not had the best start so far. We'll be looking at some of the comments made, or actually the story written by Tim Cato, where he detailed that he thinks uh, Christian Wood will likely come off the bench. And we'll also be looking at the recent comments made by Goran Dragic to Slovenian media. But before we do any of that, we would like you to hear a brief sponsor from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, so just starting off with some general NBA uh, shenanigans that have gone around the last day or so um, before we get into the Mav-centric news. Um, so, Jaren, um, DeAndre Aiden signed a max offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers for four years, $133 million, and the Phoenix Suns right after matched it. Um, Did this – was your expectation that Phoenix was going to match, and does this affect the Kevin Durant trade pitcher at all, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I I expected the Phoenix Suns to match it. All reports leaned towards the Suns matching the offer. Uh, And, of course, at the end of the line, they did match the offer. Um, But, yeah, I mean – I expected it because you're going to lose a guy like Aiden for absolutely nothing. So in a point, like you just have to kind of match it just for the asset point of view. Um, now that headed towards the Kevin Durant news, that's, that's where it gets a little Rocky. There's a lot you can do with it. So you cannot trade Deandre Aiden now until I believe it's January 15th. Yes. Uh, anytime after that, you can trade him, but he can decline if he doesn't want to go there or some weird thing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so basically if, if the Suns really, really want Kevin Durant and they want DeAndre in that deal, it's going to have to be a deal after January 15th.
0: Correct. And also um, we want to preface, I mean, Indiana could have negotiated a sign and trade or tried to with Phoenix, but, and I think that's where it was a little shaky because if you would have asked me about a week ago, you you know, I would have said, oh, no, no chance Phoenix is going to match that. They'll try and negotiate a sign trade. But all recent reports, um, I think it's, you know, what you forgot to preface there is all the recent reports have been that Phoenix, you know, does not want to negotiate a sign trade for whatever reason. Sarver's all of a sudden content on keeping Aiton uh, at that high dollar amount, despite numerous reports at the beginning of the offseason that they didn't want to sign him to that full extension. So from Mavs angle, I think it definitely helps us with the fact that um, it's another team that does not look like they'll be getting Kevin Durant in the West. And that could In the West, me yeah. right If he somehow goes in the training camp with the Nets, doesn't get traded till January. But as of right now, um, I'm very happy the Suns did not find a way to negotiate a Kevin Durant deal.
1: So, like, I kind of wanted him – or I guess I kind of wanted the Suns just to not match because, I don't know, like – It'd be cool to say that Luca literally blew up two franchises. Yeah. Cool to say. they didn't
0: match. And they, like, even, like, if they negotiated a sign trade with Indiana or anything, I mean, there's still no guarantee that they were going to be able to get Kevin Durant. But, I mean, Aiden certainly would have had, probably had to have been in that deal. So, like, it's just, like, you know, it's either, like, you keep him or you get whatever Indiana wants to give you.
1: Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, that's that on that front. So, that kind of eliminates the Suns from the Kevin Durant sweepstakes for as of right now, which definitely bodes well for the Mavs, but it would have been cool to have seen, you know, the Mavs blow up both of the teams that they beat in the playoffs. I do concur from that standpoint. But I still think there's still a big red flag in there in terms of how the Suns are going to be next year because, I mean, I don't – unless they are somehow able to – you know, I believe they're over the cap. I don't – especially with this Aiton – Contract now. I'm really yeah. to see if how if they can do anything else with the roster, but like um, they look
1: interesting. Just because I mean,
0: yeah, they just didn't really do much at all.
1: Yeah, well, the, like I mean, the team just itself, just from like I guess a mental standpoint, like the team is not put together. Like I, the the locker room is not right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, it's it's a locker room, and like I mean, you know you put those names on the floor, you expect them to play well. But at the end of the day, like, it all it all depends on the locker room and how everybody's feeling. And, you know, if you have one guy in there who happens to be arguably your second best player, and he's in there and he's, you know, disgruntled, he's making all these assumptions, he's getting in fights with the coaches, like, that, that takes a huge toll on a team, especially throughout a season.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when you said second best player there, I mean, that's a really good point because – you know, while Chris Paul is the godfather of point guards, I mean, <laughs> he's, he is only getting older. Um, and, here I mean, I'd say that Aiden was definitely the second best player in the Mavericks series, particularly. And that's not to say Chris Paul cannot still be a productive point guard in the league, but, I mean, I mean, I think he's going to be 38 at some point next year, if I'm correct on that.
1: Yeah, I, he showed his age in the Mavericks series.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. I just, like – if they, if they just don't do anything else this offseason, I mean, I'm sure they've you know, off the top of my head, I don't really know the – I think they made a couple of minor moves. But um, if they don't really do anything else at off, this offseason, I don't know how that is going to work out for them necessarily. Uh, just bring Aiden back unless he really turns the curve on his development, which, I mean, for his sake, I do hope. But that's, I don't know. It's just – I find that really interesting. Um, and lastly, before we get into more map stuff, Uh, Donovan Mitchell, there's been numerous trade rumors regarding him getting – the Jazz are now listening to calls for him. Um, Do you think that – no, we're not going – we won't go into like specific trades, so we'll save that for another pod. But do you think it's a real possibility that uh, Donovan Mitchell gets moved, first of all? And do you think there's uh, a possibility the mass could get into any of the fallout from him getting moved if he does get
1: moved? Uh, I mean – in my mind, without a doubt, I think the Mavericks have to make a move if that does happen. Like you mentioned earlier, we're getting that in another pod. Um, but so the initial report from Wojnarowski after the Gobert trade happened or occurred was that they were going to quote-unquote retool around Donovan Mitchell. Right. And I really think everybody kind of knew that was, that was like BS okay, really, like a better term. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody kind of knew it. Um and so now the recent reports are that they're listening to trade calls and as of yesterday, it was the Knicks are becoming like they're they're in aggressive calls with the New York
0: suitor, which is really funny because Jalen Brunson went there to be the primary the, ball handler.
1: <laughs> yeah, and now you have Donovan Mitchell. Not saying that that duo wouldn't work well. I mean, uh,
0: and obviously that's not confirmed. He's going to go to the Knicks or anything. Like this is still.
1: This this is the one team that's like
0: engagements as far as I've read in terms of. Yeah.
1: This this has been the New York Knicks have been the one team that was listed name for name or like word for word. Yeah. So, I I mean, I don't know. I think I think this is going to be one of those. And I hate saying smaller trades because it's really a big deal. But this is one of those smaller trades in terms of the grand scheme of the 2022 Mm offseason that could have ripple effects across the whole league. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean I don't know there might be like like I think teams you know are waiting on the Kevin Durant fallout yeah so like but what did they, you
0: mean when you said smaller trade like what do you mean by that
1: how this looks with the Kevin Durant oh uh, yeah like in terms of that it's going to be a smaller trade now I'm not saying it's going to be a small yeah, trade I mean, we
0: still don't the Kyrie front is still not totally exactly
1: closed. like there's still a handful of guys Aiden was one of them that just got resolved today Mm-hmm. um like there's still a handful of guys I think at a higher caliber than Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. um but that's not taking anything away from him uh but I think that there's a handful of teams uh maybe looking for one piece maybe even two pieces that are waiting on this fallout to occur to go in there and I guess I mean I don't really know how to say it but get the scrap players I guess
0: yeah for sure um so off the top of your head um, looking at some of the Jazz rotation players, you know, if they are gonna blow up, you know, understandably they'd probably trade some of their veteran guys. And um, they have a lot. Yes, they do have quite a few. Um, from their kind of core veteran players. Who are some of the guys that you could see the Mavs targeting? And who would you like the Mavs to target the most out of those uh, individuals?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna try and count on my fingers here. Um, Patrick Beverly, Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, Jordan Clarkson Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where that list ends. Yes, Uh, also,
0: apparently, from what I saw, all players are on the table. Um, that got traded from the Timberwolves with Mitchells to get moved. So, I mean, throw Jared Vanderbilt in there too. But I think I would. Uh, I feel it like it. that's a far-fetched because of his age, but I, I'd yeah. probably take – I mean, he's on a lower contract. I'd probably want him the most out of any of those guys. Yeah, like – Just from, yeah, most, like, just from I, the just, asset we, side of it, not, a, not necessarily saying he's better than any of those guys.
1: I don't know. It, in the – just the roster standpoint from the Jazz, like it's such a weird roster, but the weirdest part is you have Hassan Whiteside starting at center and you have zero depth after that. Well, I mean, you have Walker, I mean, Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler.
0: No. Yeah, well, it, it's he's a rookie. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so, I guess from the Mav standpoint like it works perfectly if you're trying to unload Dwight Powell on a team and take on a guy to like mentor
0: Walker Kessler. Yeah.
1: Mentor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know, just from that standpoint like it works out kind of good for the Mavericks. Of course, they're going to have to give up more than just Don or than uh, Dwight Powell depending on what they're getting. Yes. Yeah. Um, sure. mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, now
0: I, if it's just like a straight up swap, like I could see the Mavericks being able to potentially just throw them Dwight Powell for patrick beverly and like straight up like
1: well patrick (laughs) beverly is is he uh i believe he's expiring expiring expiring, both him and
0: power so you you know you swap just two veterans but you know the jazz are just getting him you know a reliable center uh who can come in and mentor their younger center and walker kessler and patrick beverly finds a new home and is able to you know, play make a little bit and play good defense off the bench for the Mavs and a
1: guard where they sorely need. My thing is, is I don't think a lot of people or a lot of Mavs fans are guessing uh, or I'm guessing are thinking about this. Like these, all these guys that we've listed are championship caliber players. Like they're going to be on a championship caliber team. Yeah. Championship role role players So like, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: So there's going to be teams.
0: There's going to be good teams that are going to come in Try to snag these guys, especially yeah. the Mike Conleys, the Bojan Bogdanoviches. I mean, these are older veterans. These are dudes who are looking to win. So, you know, you think the Jazz would, you know, if they want to do any sort of justice by those guys, they're going to try to ship them off to a situation that gives them the best opportunity. Exactly. But you know, you can also get favorable assets in return. Um. So you know, won't go too deep into specific trades, but like I said, but I'm just going to give you, you know, out of the, I'm. You tell me the top three out of the players that I'm going to give you that you'd want the Mavs to trade for out of the Jazz fallout if they were to trade Donovan Mitchell. Um, Malik Beasley. Um, who else? Malik Beasley, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Bojan Bogdanovic, um, Jared Vanderbilt, and am I forgetting one?
1: Uh, I think you're
0: pa- – Patrick Beverly. Oh, Patrick Beverly. Okay. Give me a top three out of those three guys that
1: you'd want to see the Mavs get so like I, I would go three two one but I'm gonna start out with the number one all this
0: like preface this is like trade package aside like
1: this like, is just who is the most is like favorite. general
0: best fit with the Mavericks yeah
1: yeah so I of course I would love Jared Vanderbilt but just because and I know we literally just said not talking about trade package yeah. I feel like that would be such a huge trade package that we can't get well, I mean, I mean, not necessarily because it, should, it
0: would just be hard to get him because he's not in like a huge contract. Like, I just feel like it would be, he'd have to be a part of like, other than offloading like Conley does. I just don't know if we had the assets to like get him as well in a trade because he'd have, it'd be like two players coming back. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but I mean, I, I guess he's younger than everybody else and he has the, he's like, you know, more potential as like a 3D and wing type player. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, mm-hmm. that was kind of my far-fetched, like, I don't think would happen, but would be amazing if did. So, I guess now I'll start with my three. I think third, um, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Like, I think that would be a pretty – Yeah, he's not like, the distributor the
0: Mavericks need, but he's, like, the best shot creator out of that group in, the, in a spot the Mavericks sorely need off the bench, what they are just completely lacking in playmaking, shot creation. Which is yeah, most. exactly. Yeah. Um, Who's number, number
1: two, two? Number two, I'd go Patrick Beverly. Really? You go him over Clarkson? I I just think the thing, like the intensity that Patrick okay, like you could swap him in and out, but I don't know. I'm really high on Patrick Beverly. I've always been really high on Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Like I just think the 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 how do you say it? Like, I don't know, just the winning mentality of that man. Yeah. Like, it just pushes. I mean, I will there.
0: say the maps still don't have anybody that you can really like defend point guards specifically. So I would like him from that aspect. And he's, a, he's underrated as um, a passer and a ball mover. So, you know, he'd be, a, oh, bad voice crack. He'd be much more of a low value play than, you know, some of the other guys. So honestly. And you could
1: get him for a low.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I could see them just swapping him for Dwight Powell in a second straight up. So. I can see that um what would you and who would be your number one guy to all of those guys
1: um I know he's a little older but I'd go Boyan on Bogdanovich really I I think Boyan fits fits what we need in terms of a starter like you get you get what Dorian and Reggie gives you now I mean like kind of question no, not defensively and you know
0: I feel like Bogdanovich gets a rap as being like some subpar defender like by no means he, he an elite defender, but he mean he's an above-average defender. And yeah. to give you playmaking and shooting in the starting lineup, like added, you know, he's not elite at really anything, but he's good at a lot of things. And he's a really good shooter.
1: No, so, yeah, so exactly. I mean, I
0: love him, especially for the veteran experience. You know, obviously I have a little gripes with his eight. I have some gripes with, you know, him being almost – 33, almost 34. Yeah. You know, that is a little difficult, but – Fit yeah. wise, we're just talking about like imminently. I can see why you said that. I I
1: don't and now I, I guess I want to give an honorable mention because that's the popular thing to do now. Yeah. Um Mike Conley. Like it would be kind of a big big uh trade package, I feel like for Mike Conley, just for his yeah. contract. See that, um, that
0: that's like the one guy that I could see them like attaching Vanderbilt to because like you know, Mike Conley's kind of become a negative asset in a way. In a way, yeah. Play is good, but I mean, I think he's the best of both worlds in terms of, like, yeah, he's older, but he gives the Mavs that veteran point guard off the bench that they need. Off the bench. He's a solid defender despite his size. And I think in a limited role, he'd honestly excel. It's just the fact that he's guaranteed at least, like, a little over $20 next year. So, you'd have to attach, um, you know, if you're – it'd either be, like, Tim Hardaway Jr. straight up with, like – I don't know if, you know – and then probably having to send draft compensation Jazz's way. I mean, I don't know. I don't really – it's hard for me to sort of gauge Conley's value right now.
1: Like, I just – I think from a team standpoint, a team building standpoint, I think he's probably the best fit if he could come off the bench.
0: Yes. Um, so, I mean, who?
1: I mean, he very well could. I, yeah. Like, at that point, it's just the – it's the money. It's the money. Yeah, like, no, But, I mean, if
0: they can match salaries – Um, I think I would definitely do that trade if they didn't give up Tim Hardaway Jr. And if they could find a way to do that. And I mean, that's also the one trade I think, because you have a bigger salary that, you know, that you'd have to be the Mavs would have to send out two players. So theoretically, would they take two more back? Would they, would the Jazz be willing to send out Vanderbilt just to offload Conley's contract? Um, I don't know that question. I maybe kind of depends on if the Mavs attached a pick in there or what, but Hey, that's one possibility. But yeah, moving past that, we'll get into more in like specific packages. We can see the Mavs doing for all those players in tomorrow's pod. Um, So next, um, just real quickly, we'll get into an in actual like bigger summer league discussion pod after the Mavericks wrap up their last summer league game against the Lakers on uh Saturday. It just got announced today by uh, Brad Townsend. Um, but I have not been able to watch as much Mavs summer league as I'd like to. I only really intently watched the first game, you know, because I've been on this vacation what have you so jaren what do you just like some general takeaways from maverick summer league um uh, four games that you've watched where they've been zero and four and all those games
1: if i could summarize it in quotations from our great coach greg st Jean, it would be this is the time to make mistakes and this is the time to learn this is time <laughs> this is the time to put mistakes on on the uh on the film
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i like i loved what he said there because that's I mean, I hate to say it, but that's what Hardy Hardy's doing right now. Um the team I mean after his, his
0: really good start in his first game.
1: Yeah, after his start, yeah. Like let's let's just sum up the team. There is only, I don't know how many guys, I think 14 guys are on this team. Yeah. There are only two guys on this roster that have been drafted. One 37th overall, Jane Hardy, and the other 58th overall, yeah. Mia Yoni. Yeah. Those are the only two guys that have been drafted. So if you're trying to put a team for four games, granted, around Jane Hardy, that's going to make him win or going to give him the best possibility of putting – like You would have really had to exceed
0: expectations. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: the this is not the team to do so. This team really isn't that good Um, in comparison to, like
0: – I mean, they do, they do have players that show, like, flashes, but they don't have – you know, there's, like – got Keegan Murray over here, like, dropping 30 a night, like, they just don't have, like, that 1A guy. Like, there's some really talented summer league teams out here this year.
1: Yeah, like the and, Thunder.
0: Like, under, they, like, have, the they have three their
1: starters on that. Yeah, the <laughs>
0: Pistons threw, like, their whole starting five, like, <laughs> in summer league. So, yeah, that's a good point. We'll, we'll dive deeper into, like, specific players and some guys we'd want maybe on a two-way contract, such as A.J. Lawson. He showed some uh, flashes. Please you know, sign just, him on like, a two-way. Yeah, I hope we do instead of letting him away, which i kind of foresee happening but um welcome to max land another campaign situation (laughs) Um, but no um just from like briefly looking at it like the box score has looked like i mean i obviously have not watched the last three games but the box score has looked really dry and i from what i've heard from jaron hardy's had some rough performances um his ball control has definitely not been and decision-making has definitely not been as progressive, I guess, as some of us would have liked, but we knew that. And, you know, if you watch some of these games, you watch the plays he does good, the, the talent is definitely there. So it's just a matter of time for him. And, you know, in the current construction of the Mavs roster, if they don't do anything, he's going to get a lot of time to get better this season. So that's always exciting. I'm still so excited to see him play despite him having a rough start.
1: Yeah, like, I think, especially in off-season, will do him really well. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's just he's a guy, you're gonna put him on the floor for however minutes you're gonna put him on the floor for. At this current rate, it looks like he's gonna be playing 15, 20 minutes a game. You you put him on the floor and it's kind of like you 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 get the mistakes out of the way, that kind of thing. He learns from his mistakes. That's yeah. that's what I think the Mavericks are looking at right now. Yeah, because, because Jaden like you, you
0: bask in the highlights and you know, the plays were really like, Oh wow. Uh, Jaden Hardy's the next Bradley Beal, but then you also – you live with the trying to split a double team and dribbling on yeah. the you know.
1: Now imagine that like four times a game. So that, that's yeah. what we're going to get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that,
0: that's what all signs point towards. But I do like the kid's work ethic. He's been playing real good. You know, we'll get – like we said, we'll get like into the specific guys, how they've done this summer league. Could You know, the maps going to – who are they going to invite to camp? Uh, who could they get on a two-way? Like I said, A.J. Lawson's been a really intriguing 3-D and D guy for the Mavericks in that summer league. He's been the one other guy besides Jaden Hardy that's, like, you know, really had a spotlight to him and actually, like, legitimately, like, played well. Yeah. So, we'll get more into that. Yeah, I just want to go over that real quick. The Mavericks lost um, today to the Suns. You, um, Moses Wright actually balled out in that game. So, I mean, I still don't, wouldn't bet it past that the Mavericks would give him the other two-way position again because um, he has shown some flashes as well. He just had a rough start in the first couple games.
1: Yeah, so, of course, they lost to the Bucks, 100-89. Uh, now, they made a final push towards the end of the game. I think they got within six at one point.
0: Yeah, um, but they were generally down most of the game.
1: Yeah, they were generally down most of the game. Well, okay, I take that back. They were actually up, I, I believe, in the first two quarters, and then the Bucks kind of took over. And then, I don't know, it became kind of like a what we're accustomed to seeing a blowout uh and gradually dallas worked their way back in it and even up to a i, I believe at some point at one point it was a four-point game oh wow all right no actually i take that back i think that the Mavs were actually up most of the game i don't know i'm going back and forth anyways yeah well, we'll um
0: well i'm gonna we're gonna rewatch all the summer league games before we do our next pod
1: <laughs> yeah like i i need a refresher i didn't really pay attention to this one it was on but i wasn't paying yeah. full attention mm-hmm. um but, yeah, I mean, you know, I saw a lot of guys throughout summer league kind of work. They got better. Uh, and then, you know, one guy in particular just played – I he, arguably this game was a little <laughs> – his worst game. <clears throat> but he played amazing through all four games. And then you had Jaden Hardy. Like – and we expected what we got. Wait, so um, AJ, are
0: you talking about A.J. Lawson? Yeah, A.J. Lawson, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: So I mean, like, just from a general standpoint, like we got a guy that could potentially have a two-way spot. You know, we know what we're gonna get, in, or we know we know what we need to fix in Jane Hardy. And you know, there's gonna be some guys that get camp camp invites now. So it, it like, at the end of the day, it's not it's not reflective on the zero and four record.
0: Yeah, we just want to see these guys get good minutes. Um, see how they fare against so other young talent. Um, That's really my main takeaway. I don't care about winning the Summer League Championship or anything. I mean, it's what it is. just seeing these guys get out there if the Mavericks have potentially get any of them on a two-way or potentially even that last roster squad if they don't do anything else. You know, we'll see. Like we said, we'll get more into that on, on Saturday's pod after the Mavericks play the Lakers in their last Summer League game. Really interested to see how they close that one out, if Jaden Hardy can have a, another really good performance to close out Summer League. Yeah. Um, we'll be getting into the Tim Cato article. He stated that, or he gave the Maverick, what his projection of the Maverick's starting lineup and um, sort of like pseudo rotation. He, from like multiple like team sources supposedly, have um, kind of signaled to him that Christian was likely going to be coming off the bench. I find it really interesting that Jason Kidd is you know, already like starting to like set the starting lineup and like project where players are going to be before training camp is even started. I don't know. I just feel like that's like missing <laughs> from a coaching perspective because thing, things could change and depending on how guys play, but you know, he's you know, maybe I get the kind of Javel McGee thing is you know the incentive thing of being a starter, like maybe guaranteeing him that, but you know, saying kind of like already having your starting lot five projected. I'm not saying that this is like for sure going to happen that Christian Woods going to come off the bench, but. We're just going off the report story by Tim Cato and what his sources have told him. So um, what would your thoughts be if Christian Wood came off the bench? Do you agree with it or not?
1: Yeah. So originally I was really resent. Like I had a lot of resentment towards it just because you can argue that Christian Wood is your second best player on this team. Right. But then again, I go back to this. Who was our second best player on the team last year? And he started out the season on the bench for a good little bit and then worked his way into a starting role where you just could not pull him out of the starter. Right. Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is more of just a, Hey, like, I think this is Jason Kidd saying, Hey, prove to us that you can play defense. We know that you have the offense. We know what you can do in offense, but prove to us that you can play defense and we'll give you your minutes. At we'll least not you my money. wings.
0: What? at least on like wings because you know yeah
1: yeah i don't feel like christian
0: would like you know he can only do so much defending at the five just given like well prove that you can buy in. yeah he can at least be like he can at least be like passable on that end
1: yeah like my my i guess what i could should have said was prove that you buy in to the system and to what we're believing in and you'll get your minutes and along that now how does the I like again and i guess i should say this at the beginning like I'm taking everything with a grain of salt because again, it's it's July 15th and we are discussing starting lineups, which won't even be until October. Like, yeah, that, that's why I'm, I'm a little confused on why everything's announced, but I think it's more just a, hey, prove to us that, you know, you buy in and then we'll get you your starting minutes and we'll oh, get you yeah. next to Luca.
0: No, I see what you're saying with that. I'm like, personally, like, you know, I do find it odd and everything, but I'm interested to see how things pan out. I think that, my, like I've said on the spot before, I think Christian Wood would best be maximized next to a rim protector. And JaVale McGee, when he can defend threes and fours, I think that would be a great way to maximize his defensive potential. But, you know, I'm, in, I'm really interested to see how they use him. Like, are they going to use him as the backup five but play him a majority of the time and just give JaVale 10 to 15 minutes? But he's more of like a spot starter. He just starts to get a few minutes, play some defense, and then they bring Christian Wood in for most of the game. Or is Christian and going to be playing more at the, like the four? Are they going to use him more as a wing, like a rim-rolling wing who can shoot? Like, I'm really interested to see how they use him. So I think they just want to get a good feel for him in general because he's an interesting type of player that the Mavericks really have not had um, ever, I guess, in terms of yeah. like rim-rolling capability. But also can like, shoot it. Yeah. He's just kind of like a cracked white pal, like we said. Uh, many times on the spot, but you know, has potential defending wings and even some guards. So I'm really interested to see kind of positionally like where they put in.
1: Okay. Um, I guess like here's my thing. Like like who who is arguably the best duo in the playoffs? I believe it was the Bang Bros, um, Dorian finney Smith and Reggie Bullock Bullock. And well, if turn, you look turn, at this, are you talking like in terms of like defense or just I mean just in general like they I don't know it was it was a different play style whenever they were on the court like a better play style play style well, so
0: kind of like the best duo of the playoffs like you just be like oh Clay Thompson Steph Curry well okay I meant on the team I meant on oh, the team. oh okay on the Mavericks okay yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah um and I don't know like let's before these reports started coming out like who would your starting five be
0: um
1: I would probably go Luca Dinwiddie Dorian Christian Wood and Joel that's that's exactly what mine would be so I don't know I think this is more of a let's keep Reggie and let's keep Dorian together
0: security until you know I I do get what you're saying with that you know you know they want to have that security blanket in case Wood is you know not as good at defending wings as we think he's going he could be no I that that does make a lot of sense
1: yeah and then and then that's whenever I don't know it's just gonna get interesting because I don't I don't feel comfortable with with Wood being your starting center and giving you that starting minutes. But then again, if JaVale McGee can relieve you 15 minutes of playing hard on the bigger guys, like that's, I guess that's really all you need. So I don't know, like a lot of things are going to change from now until October and from even October until December or All-Star break. There's going to be so many things that are changing. So it's hard to – it's hard to, I guess, report on it now, but it's weird that we're even getting reports so early.
0: Yeah, no, I concur. But it's really interesting to see where that kind of ends up. But, you know, as of now, it is – it's kind of a weird report. But, you know, reading more into it after, you know, I I do see your perspective where you're coming from that. You know, the whole, you know, kind of prove it thing on defense – and you know, wanting the security of Finney Smith and Bullock. and starting like I don't I don't hate the idea, but you know, Christian Woods in a contract year, and like you know, he is potentially a yeah. player. So like we'll see, we'll see how that all ends up going. But right now, I'm not gonna read too much into it, just given like it is at least like two months out till training camp. Um, so lastly, we're gonna go be getting into the uh Goran Dragic comments to Slovenia Media. So Dragic uh apparently did get an offer from the Mavericks, but he was quoted saying that he'd only play um, – what was it? Like he'd only play every five games, I believe. Was One out of every five games. every five games, yeah. I do not know how true that is. I don't know if that's – you know, Dragic is just kind of paraphrasing that he wasn't going to get as much minutes on the Mavericks as he would in the Bulls or what, which, I mean, given the card rotation of both teams, it would be really odd that he'd get more minutes on the Bulls. But, hey, I mean – Uh, that's it I don't know it's just it's real interesting to me do you take a lot of credence to the fact that Drogic would actually only play one out of every five games or do you feel like that was kind of him more just paraphrasing
1: paraphrasing I don't know like like of course the Drogic to the Dallas Mavericks like that's been going on for three years now yeah like so now and especially after this one because this was I think the most like everybody had Drogic drawn in on their roster spots by October. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody had him drawn in. So, I don't know. I think this is the closest we got. And this was also the most I think we've seen the Mavericks. I think it was more or less the Mavericks just saying, hey, like, like, yes, we understand, but, you know, we, we know what we want, and you're not what we want. I think it's kind of like that, which, uh, like, I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I think that there's something happening. I think that could be another trade happening. There has to be another trade happening if you're telling Goran, Drag- Goran Dragic that. Um, yeah, because I mean, he'd be a great guard off the bench. And for the he, minimum.
0: Just like, given like the current
1: construction of the Mavericks,
0: there's no way you can convince me Dragic wouldn't play 15 to 20 minutes every game.
1: Uh, just and, like, the lack of guard, lack the, of minimum, the game. Yeah. Like, what are you going to get? i say
0: he's going to start as reports give. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just that that doesn't make any sense to me. And then the fact that apparently the pitch or the bulls pitch to him was he's gonna get 25 minutes a game or 20 minutes a game, something like that. Yeah. Um, and this bulls roster is loaded with guards. As of right now, they have
0: Kobe White, Goron Dragic, Alex Crusoe, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, and if you DeRozan's not Jimmy, necessarily
1: whatever, uh, whatever that uh the young guy. I forget his name.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, Io DeSumo. They have and Dalen Terry. Terry. And, Dayle, I mean, yeah, Daylon Terry's kind of a guard. And, I mean, DeRozan's not necessarily a guard, but, I mean, he's handling the ball a lot. So, you can kind of count him in there. So, I mean, that's like – Yeah, like that's like there.
1: ten names. That's a lot of guys to
0: split to the ball between in terms of, like, creators. So, you know, that is potential for the mass. So, like, get in on one of those guys. Like, yeah, you know, I feel like they have to offload. Maybe Kobe White, I could easily see him getting dealt by the end of the season. Yeah. But no, I mean, I yeah, I I get what you're saying. I just feel like Drogic was definitely paraphrasing. I don't think the Mavs actually would have only played him one out of every 5 games. I
1: yeah. yeah I that, just, that
0: that just seemed exaggerated to me from him. I do think that they may have been like, "Hey, like you may have a decreased role here. You may only get 15-20 minutes a game. Like we may rest you some games, but you know, if they're if they if the Mavs actually told Drogish that he'd only play one out of every 5 games and that's the reason he left then um that is really dumb of the Mavericks and if that's like actually like 100% true then I really don't know what to say other than like that's just terrible free agency pitching by the Mavericks <laughs> <laughs> like I, I have no other way to put it that would really this, that would just be like a total shot in the face like what are you doing
1: yeah this this sums up Dallas Mavericks free agency though like yeah over the last few years of frustrations this definitely sums it up of what like this is why, I guess why this are you is, talking to
0: players like this yeah
1: like this is the top of the hill like this is this is the trophy right here in terms of just or it's like it's like the top of the hill
0: but like if you watch stranger things it's like the top of the hill in the upside down <laughs> because it's, <laughs> it's like backwards um but, yeah, I mean, if the only positive I can take from that situation is if they were, like, you know, we at least think that even if they weren't telling him, hey, you only play one every five games, like the Mavericks were telling him, like, yeah, you probably only get, like, what, however many minutes game here. So So um, that makes me think that the Mavericks have to have something else planned in terms of adding another ball handler or a guard because as currently constructed, um, I mean, Gordon Dragic isn't any more than Jaden Hardy he's better than him right now. And I mean, if Dinwiddie's starting, he's your only other shot creator on the roster between him, Luca, and um, Dinwiddie, obviously. So I I don't see why, like in the current construction of the roster, that he wouldn't at least get 15 to 20 minutes a game, like probably even more. But anyway, yeah. yeah, But I mean, that's the only positive I can take away from that. But, you know, I could, knowing the Mavericks, they still won't do anything. So, hey, it is what it is. We're going to continue to be sort of optimistic, but pessimistic at the same time, because that's kind of how we just operate over here. We hope you guys enjoyed the pod today. Sorry, it was a little bit of a shorter pod. We will be back tomorrow with full coverage of um, potential sign and trace the Mavericks could do with the Utah Jazz, and if the Donovan Mitchell thing goes through. And on Saturday, we'll be profiling the Mavericks, you know, full summer league recap and what we thought of every player and, which players we want to see get invited to camp and which guys um, we want to see, see potentially on that last roster spot or even the two-way spot. So, yeah, uh, with that being said, thank you for listening to my, uh, Mainstream Maps today. Um, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, PitCast, Radio Public, Amazon Music, wherever you guys are listening to us, or Anchor, our new sponsor. Wherever you guys are listening to us, make sure to subscribe and follow us if you really enjoyed uh, listening to us today, if you made this far in the pod. you have anything else today, Jerm?
1: uh yeah if y'all made it this far thank you we appreciate you um that's really about, it. It, really thank about it
0: and as we um we'll always tell you guys we're still working on an outro yeah we're, we're, still, we're
1: still working on it yep y'all we good. had five days to choose but we <laughs> we haven't days. even discussed it so we
0: haven't <laughs> discussed it yep all right y'all have a good one
1: peace